one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome friends to another r/malicious compliance video. Today we've got a story where a security officer lays down some compliance, but first a story from Pawn Annie Gaming. Can't appreciate the help you were given? Fine, do without. This happened a few weeks ago. I've been working at the same job for almost two years, but I got very comfortable with the position and have been helping some colleagues every once in a while. It turns into a daily thing, and I was helping a few people daily, not thinking this could blow up in my face. After all, I'm taking free time out of my day to do something I don't have to do that doesn't fall in my job description. Recently, one of the people I was helping was excited as something big had happened in their portfolio. And so I asked for the information and took a look. I found out it wasn't legitimate. I had the same thing happen to me before and my boss had told me it wasn't legitimate so I told them to be careful with it and that we'll check with the boss to see what's up. The next day, we're all in a meeting with my boss and I advise my boss, hey, this happened in this person's portfolio, we need to be careful. My boss appreciated it and told me to elaborate and share with everyone so that they all can be aware of this event and advise the boss ASAP. I proceeded to do so and the person didn't even chime in the whole time. This was in the morning. Literally 12 hours later, I get a message from the person stating that they didn't appreciate that I brought this up to our boss as it was their portfolio and to never do it again. Now, I just agreed and said I understood, but I'm really feeling like if that person really never wants me to do it again, then I should really just leave them to themselves. So I did go back to work the week after and got busy, wasn't answering calls or texts asking for help or even just to talk and figured my stuff out. I was respectfully declining everyone's requests and ended up finishing early. Don't worry, I'll never do it again. Honestly, the story kind of has me thinking, in a workplace, if there's the potential to extend yourself and help out wherever you can, do you think it's good to do so? Or do you think that you should just kind of stay to what you're getting paid to do? I guess it's kind of related to the quiet quitting topic that's gone around kind of lately. Do you believe in trying to help out wherever you can, or just what you're being paid to do? I'd like to know what you guys think in the comments down below. And by the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. That said, our final story of the day is from Yankee Walrus, gotta work by the schedule you caused to be implemented. I'm a corporate security officer. At my client site, there's three posts that are manned 24-7 and all non-supervisor officers work both weekend days. Each shift has its own supervisor. The three posts include two desks, one at the main building in the compound and one at the secondary building, building one and two for short, and a roving officer that's based at building one and completes the patrols and mans the desk when another officer takes their break. The duties are usually broken up between the officers, so the roving officer is not the same person for the entire night. On third shift, my shift, breaks are taken in a full hour block. Third shift runs midnight to 8 o'clock, and most night officers prefer having their break after 4. 
Once upon a time, it was possible for all three officers to do this, but not anymore because of Rupert. I'll sum up Rupert to you all the same way I summed him up to my supervisor. He's a blue falcon. He can't stop telling people about how he was a marine, joined the club, the accountant is only hiring veterans and former cops, how things were done when he was an MP. He's noteworthy for being the first MP that I've ever met that I didn't like or respect. And he'll talk for 20 minutes straight without you saying a word and then cut you off if you open your mouth. He wants desperately to be in charge and will jump the chain of command if he doesn't get his way. He once reported me to the account manager above the supervisors because I took an hour and a half break on a 12 hour shift which is something that our supervisor specifically authorized us to do. When my supervisor talked to me about it, he didn't write me up, didn't even give me a verbal warning. He just told me to take my breaks off camera. Not only will Rupert spy on and report his co-workers for the pettiest stuff, he smokes during his shift, which is explicitly against company policy, and will witch and moan if he doesn't get a smoke break whenever he wants one. I have suspicions that he smokes weed during his shift, during which he carries a freaking firearm, but I can't be absolutely sure, as he uses his personal vehicle for exterior patrols, and he might just be hotboxing in it in his free time. He took extra work at our city courthouse, and he would talk macho about breaking protesters' arms. We have an active be on the lookout on an individual, a former security officer, that's making threats via phone and email against the site. And this walking detriment all but stated his intention to another officer to shoot the individual on site if he found him on property. Remember when I said supervisors didn't work weekends? Well, on Saturday and Sunday, officers had freedom to run the shifts how they saw fit as long as everything got done and was agreed upon among the officers and patrols were spread out enough not to be ineffective i.e. not one officer doing a patrol and then immediately retracing their steps. This was the once upon a time time I mentioned, where it was possible for all three officers to have their breaks after 4 o'clock. Enter Rupert. Rupert wants things to be done his way. He'll constantly ask, what's the plan for tonight? As if it ever really changes. I've replied, try to take over the world. More than once? but never got the full reference out before he cuts me off. When you try to tell them what the plan is, he'll go on about how he's fine with whatever, as long as he knows what's going on, will tell you what he wants to do, and if you let him, steer you into that direction to the best of his ability. This would waste up to 30 minutes at the beginning of the shift. So it got to the point where I would leave on a patrol immediately if I was at building one with him. Rupert was particularly upset one day that, after I relieved the second shift officer at building two, that officer stuck around and talked for a while. The roving officer came over and talked as well. He later complained to everyone that would listen that having three officers at one desk wasn't proper security, although it was a heck of a lot better than the normal one, especially since that desk was the primary entry point for the building. I'm pretty sure he was just pissed because we didn't invite them even though the second shift officer called over to the other building and asked him where he was stationed in the Marines, since we were looking at our duty stations on Google Maps. Eventually, when another officer did some back-to-back patrols that were less than necessary, he sent an email once again jumping the chain of command, and our supervisor was compelled to put us on a set weekend schedule to extinguish any contention over the order our tasks would be done in. 
We were also instructed that there weren't to be two officers at either desk for longer than 30 minutes at a time, and officers weren't to come in earlier or stay later than 30 minutes after being relieved. If we had extra time, we were to use it conducting exterior patrols. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I was very happy to hear this because it meant that, one, I had everything I needed in writing to avoid Rupert for the majority of a shift. Two, there was no longer any question about what the right way to run a shift was. And three, I knew Rupert would not adhere to these rules at all because they weren't his rules. Our schedule ran like this. Exterior patrol, building one patrol, building two patrol, building two patrol asterisk, Building to officer break asterisk, exterior patrol slash unlocking two gates restricting access to property, this had to be done no later than 5 o'clock, and building one patrol slash building one officer break slash roving officer break. We could do these in any order. The asterisks are, our supervisor specifically authorized us to do the building two patrols back to back in order to push back building two officers break. Now, something needs to be noted here. Rupert abhors back-to-back patrols for any reason, even if it's two different officers who do patrols their own individual ways. When it comes to doing back-to-back patrols, there's some merit to the idea that they're not good for security or for safety purposes. However, it is entirely possible for an electrical panel to start sparking 30 seconds after the officer leaves the room, or for someone to attempt a break-in as soon as they see the officer leave the area. Therefore, in my opinion, back-to-back patrols don't pose more of a risk than distributed patrols as long as both patrols are done thoroughly, and having two different officers do the patrol changes the perspective enough that they will find things the other may have overlooked. All this to say, Rupert's unusual hatred of back-to-back patrols was unfounded, and back-to-back patrols are acceptable if there's a decent reason to do them that way. My supervisor evidently agreed with this sentiment, hence authorizing us to do back-to-back patrols at Building 2 in order to allow the officer there a later break. One Sunday, my Friday morning, it all came to a head. I was at the desk at Building 2. Typically, the roving officer would come over and do the patrol first, then the desk officer would do the other patrol and take their break in order to limit the amount of times the officers need to log in and out of the computer. This evening, Rupert arrived at Building 2 at least 30 minutes, generously, later than the roving officer usually does. He had spent the first around 25 minutes talking at the other desk officer, surprising me not at all, 
He tells me he's going to take a walk around the building and check the doors and then start the patrol of the interior. All except one door in the building is checked during the regular patrol, so this wasn't necessary as the route goes by that one door, so it's checked as we pass it. It's also noteworthy that since he was just walking around one of the buildings, this didn't constitute an exterior patrol either. He returned and told me that he could take his break then, so that I didn't have to take my break so early. I declined because this would have been going off schedule, and I did an extra exterior patrol instead. Even with Rupert's delay, we were still on schedule to finish with spare time. When I returned from the patrol, Rupert questioned why I had done the patrol. He said it was a waste of time since he had just done one. He hadn't. There are three parking lots and another building I had to walk around because he brought over his own car instead of the security vehicle so he could smoke on his way over. I tried to tell him that the roving officer can't take their break that early because of the schedule and of course he cut me off. It was about this time that I realized the patrol keys weren't hanging on their hook. So I asked him if he had them. He responded by dropping them on the desk. I was standing two feet from him and he was facing me before digging the keys out of his pocket. I picked them up with a typical thank you and went to do the second patrol. I entered the patrol back of the desk, hung up the keys and said, see you in an hour as I usually do. No reply. I know the silent treatment when I see it. I'm not used to getting it from a grown butt man twice my age though. This was the unmistakable demeanor of a Rupert that was about to write an email and CC God himself. I resolved on my break to write an email of my own. I returned from my break to utter silence. I said nothing. I was awash in the bliss of the fact that this man had finally shut the freak up. He logged off and left without so much as a backward glance. This was at about 0440, not more than 10 minutes later than the roving officer usually leaves building 2. My email was simple. I stated that I'd witnessed a pattern of behavior in another officer and was writing the email to document the events of the night from my perspective in the event that my suspicions of an immediate complaint were correct. I outlined the events of the shift, including an objective description of Rupert's attitude, also included were the times the tasks were started and completed, clearly and subtly stating that the building two tasks were completed around the same time they usually were, despite starting half an hour later than usual, and if there was any kind of issue with running out of time for the other tasks, it was not a result of anything that happened at building two. I included my reasoning for doing the exterior patrol instead of having Rupert take his break, and cited recent directives by both my supervisor and the account manager. I didn't identify Rupert in any way. Anyone reading the email would have no trouble figuring out who it was anyway. The best part is, I never even sent the email. I wrote it as a contingency and left it in my drafts over my weekend. Rupert worked the next day, so he would have been in a position to complain immediately to our supervisor, whereas I'd be back Wednesday morning. The last thing I wanted to do was to start problems where there weren't any, so on the off chance that I misread the situation and he wasn't actually going to complain, I sat on the email until I came back. As such, Rupert being transferred to second shift happened without me having to lift a finger. I came in Wednesday and checked the schedule to find an opening on third and a Rupert on second. My supervisor, now the only other officer on third shift, didn't say a word to me about it. There were repercussions. 
when the second shift supervisor came in at noon to relieve me from a 12-hour shift, they looked me in the eyes and said, frankly, what did you do? I answered that I just worked the shift the same darn way I always do. 100% true, and Rupert did the rest. She wasn't happy that she was now saddled with him, so I just told her that I got him off third shift. Now it was up to her to get him the rest of the way out the door. A couple days later, he called off for his first three shifts on second shift. I don't know if that's a sign or not. He's due back later today, so I'll have to wait and see. This dude sounds like a huge liability. How can you have somebody so inflexible or like so willing to disregard the norm working in a security field? And Lord knows if anything happened because of Rupert's choices, Rupert would go down swinging throwing everybody else under the bus as hard as they could. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely crazy compliance story, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.